Hi, how are you? Do I have halitosis? <laughs> yes. Oh, great. Uh, I got to go to the dentist. As soon as we're done this, I have to go to the dentist. That's a bad day. It, you know what? It's fun. Like, it's it's for a cleaning and a checkup. I just schedule the next one. Like, when I go to the dentist before I leave the audio, uh, office, I schedule the next one for nine months in the future because that's what our benefits cover. It's like every nine months. Used to be six, but I believe it's nine now. And as it sneaks up on me, I'll get a phone call like two or three days in advance and like, hey, Garn, uh, time for your dental appointment. And then I get that. I can't stand it. I hate the feeling of having people dig around in my mouth. Well, there's the sounds of those little hooks. That's just a terrible sound. Yeah. Then they make your mouth bleed and then make you feel bad for bleeding. And they ask too many questions. And they know it. I know it that I'm lying when they're like, how, how, when are you going to just stop me if I floss three times a day or whatever? Don't, stop asking me that. You know I don't floss three times a day or whatever you're supposed to do. Yeah, you're staring down the barrel. You know what the answer is. The answer is zero. Well, so just scrape me and move on. Maybe that should be, you know how the kids are always doing those internet challenges, Bryce? Maybe that should be the cha- the not flossing ta- challenge. See how long you can go without flossing. I think you'll be just fine. This Brush is your terrible teeth and advice. use mouthwash. Pardon me? Brush your teeth, use mouthwash. Yeah. That's all you need. You don't think the not flossing challenge could be the new, <laughs> I don't know, what are some of the dumb, the milk crate challenge? What, what the hell is that? What was that one? It came and went pretty fast, it, but it, it seemed so unnecessary and so painful, brutally painful. Yeah, nobody just sort of, you know, floated down to the ground like a feather. No, people crashed hard. That's where they piled up milk crates in yeah. a way that you had to almost scale a mountain and then scale back down. And they're surprisingly cumbersome. Like they they were rickety at best. Yeah, your first couple rows, you're fine. When you get to the peak, the middle part, it's a crapshoot. If you don't have the proper balance, that thing tips over and you just end up falling on your back onto a pile of milk crates, which don't have a lot of give. Well, everybody points and laughs. Well, everyone else is laughing and you're, I don't know, struggling to breathe. Coughing up chunks of tailbone and spine. (laughs) Uh, you there, line six, have you heard of the milk crate challenge? I do, um, and I own probably close to about 13 or 14 milk crates, and it's, it's because I work in a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> and are people stealing them? Uh, I haven't noticed an influx in people taking them these days. Mostly people will take them for, like, storing items. I know that I took them to uh, build a TV stand, but now I might have to dismantle my TV stand and do this milk crate challenge. You will probably die, or at least break some bones. You know what? That's the price you gotta pay for some internet fun these days. For some attention... Oh, yeah, you know, you gotta get your quick 15 minutes of fame somehow. (laughs) Have... what? What internet challenges, what social media challenges have you done in the past? Um, probably none. Uh, none of them have really sparked my interest as much as this one. <laughs> You've never eaten Tide Pods or a tablespoon of cinnamon? No, I was actually a little too young for the cinnamon one, but the Tide Pod one definitely tempted me. Yeah. In everybody's defense, a Tide Pod, it looks delicious. It looks like it would be citrusy. It's the forbidden forbidden fruit gummy, truly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, hey, good chat. What's your name? My name's Grace. Thank you, Grace. 
Hey, Bryce, you know what time it is? Tool time. <laughs> no. Remember that show? No. A long chair is a good time chair, but you're aware of that. It falls down to half the size so you can lay it flat. I can watch the world go by and live without a care. I've never had a bad time in my old long chair. Hey, everybody. My name's Garner Andrews. That's Bryce Kel- Kelly. Um, do you like it when I trip over your name and screw it? Sometimes I'll accidentally call you Bruce. I know you love that. It happens. You know what? Yeah. It's happened so much in my life that I don't even care. I'm not worth saying my name properly. Oh, come on, Bryce. You're totally <laughs> worth it. Come on. Chin up, pal. Uh, we are the Lawn Chair Prophets. For the time being, uh, stay tuned for, I don't know, a name change. I think I keep hearing in meetings that the name of this is going to be changing. You'd think that the guys who host this thing would probably know when it's changing, but we really don't. We really have no say in it. In fact, someone texted the other day and they're like, is everything okay? Because we mentioned it last week. Oh, yeah. And uh, everything's fine. It's just... That'll be the third name change. It'll be the third. And you know what? It's not going to change to anything sexy. It's not going to be something new. No. And cra- it's going to be our names. Yeah, it will just be our names. That's the, what it's going to be. The Garner Andrews, Bryce Kelly podcast. More or less. It's yeah. going to be something along those lines, just so it's easier to, for people to find. Because I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We're, for some reason, we're not involved in these meetings. Yeah, <laughs> which seems odd to me. Why we're, would we? we? We have to go to every other meeting. Like, we've gone to meetings about Wemyss. Like, we know how to store chemicals properly here in the radio station where we work. But anyway, we'll let you know when it's changing. Um, We host a morning show, in case you don't know who we are, we host a morning show on an alternative rock station in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, home of, I don't know, the world's third largest mall now? It used to be the world's largest mall, but I don't think it is anymore. It's definitely not anymore. I don't know where it lands in the, it's, it's up there, but it's definitely not number one. Yeah. We host a morning show there on a radio station called Sonic 1029. You can find us online at sonic1029.com. Bryce, I don't have a recommendation this week. Like I, I racked my, I was just hard to please this week. (laughs) Maybe that's what it comes down to. Maybe I am a complex man. Of sophisticated tastes and values. And someone has to really step up their game to knock your socks off? Or maybe I just did nothing this week. Like, I didn't read a book, didn't listen to a podcast. I'm sure I listened to some music. I can't really remember what I did. So I've got nothing, but you do, right? I do, actually. You may remember, if you've been paying attention to this podcast, and who hasn't? About a year ago, we had a fella on the show. His name is Kurt McLeod. He is just a local guy here in Edmonton. He, he's like a financial manager, and he's an accountant. He, yeah, he's like a chartered accountant or something, yeah, right? Yeah, that's his day job. And in his free time, he just likes writing screenplays. It's something he's enjoyed doing. And about a year ago, he sold one of his screenplays to a movie company, and it, it got made. Gerard Butler stars in the movie he wrote. Gerard Butler, he's a pretty big deal. He's a handsome fella who yeah. starred in one or two films over the years. And uh, I just want the recommendation is the movie comes out this week. It's What's out it this Friday. It's called Cop Shop. Have You're, we seen it? I haven't. No. Ooh, this is bold. Predicting something you haven't or recommending a movie you haven't seen. I'm recommending Blind on this one. Okay. But just on the fact that it's written by an Edmonton guy who that's not his day job. He didn't quit his job either to be a, a, a screenwriter. He just sold this one thing and now it's a movie and it comes out on Friday. Gerard Butler's in it. You can see the trailers for it and everything. It actually looks pretty good. Cop shop. Yeah. 
Okay. That's Bryce Kelly's recommendation. Mine is floss. I'm not going to do that. The Lawn Chair Profits with Garner and Bryce. It's on the internet where your Uncle Ron gets way too political. Remember a few weeks ago, Bryce, when everybody was like, oh, I hope they bring back McPizza. It was so irritating. Yeah, McDonald's gave a cryptic tease over something they were going to bring back that everyone was asking for. And everyone's like, it's going to be the pizza. And it turns out it wasn't. No, it was spicy nugs. Yeah, it was nothing that anyone was asking for. But do you think, but, like, would would McDonald's pizza stand the test of time? Like, it came out in the early or mid-90s. It had to be, yeah, the early 90s. And people just have this romantic idea that it was really good pizza. When in reality, it was probably just good pizza for McDonald's. It was good pizza for a fast food restaurant. Like there was a qualifier on there. And I'm sure they will bring it back because the outcry has been so loud. So when they do bring it back, I'm going to guarantee that McDonald's pizza is going to be wildly disappointing. Yeah. It's not going to live up to your expectations. You have this idea from your childhood that this is going to be spectacular. We're now spoiled. With so many good craft pizza, pizza has places. upped its game. It's on another level right now. Even the frozen pizzas you buy in a grocery store have come a long way. Like, I can't believe it's not delivery. It's delicio. <laughs> I bet you that will be a better pie than when McDonald's serves up. But you, what do yeah. I know? You don't miss McDonald's pizza. You just miss your childhood. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. And that's so fine. We started talking about things that you'd like to bring back like things that have gone away that you would like to see it again. This one came in over and over again. And I don't know, I'm not much of a car guy. I don't know if that's uh, surprising or not. Like Mm. I like a nice car and I like driving a nice car, but don't ask me any questions about cars. I'm shaking to my core because you seem like a muscle car guy. Oh yeah, totally. Totally. Uh, Several people said, bring back the Mitsubishi Lancer, bring it back. I need the Mitsubishi Lancer, what was so great about that vehicle? I didn't even know it wasn't a thing anymore. No, neither did I. No, it just seemed like a different kind of Civic. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, isn't that what it was? What was so great about it? I don't know. Uh, bring back Magic Tree Papaya Air Fresheners. I bought the last case off eBay about a decade ago and rationed them out to my friends. The best. Magic Tree Papaya, papaya Air Fresheners. Huh. That's a weird, if someone's just like, listen, I got the last pack of these. I'm going to give one to you. And they gave me an air freshener. I'd be, uh, thanks. Do you think you that, I stink? do you think that there were rumbles in back alleys, like the pine tree air freshener people versus the papaya air freshener people just duking it out? I've never had an air freshener in my car. No, neither have I. I refuse to. Yeah. Too much. It's too pungent. Bring back Kugel peanut butter and banana spread. Gross. I do remember, like, that. that is a combination I don't understand. Peanut butter and bananas. Do not care for that one bit. I do remember Kugel when I was a kid because it was a great name. I didn't even know it was still a thing, though. But Kugel was, like, you could get different flavors. I feel like it was sort of, it was, it was what Nutella became. Maybe. Okay. I don't remember this spread at all. So they just combined peanut butter and bananas into one easy spread? I guess so. so the seeming the time and hassle of having to cut up a banana? Yeah. Who has time to <laughs> slice a banana? It's like, remember there was that for that brief period, they put peanut butter and jam in a jar together? Oh, yeah. 
And you're like, what a time saver. And then it just turned out to really not be that big of a time well, saver. Well, because the, the balance was off. The yeah. ratio of peanut butter to jam was, it was just a little off. I like to be in control of how much jam goes with my peanut butter. That's because you've grown up. And now that you've grown up, you also know how much peanut butter versus banana you want to have. And you're not going to get that ratio in your spread. You're yeah, going to exactly. be disappointed. Uh, let me grab this. Hi. Do you remember something in the 90s? It was like a pop in Canada, and it had little, like, I'm assuming they weren't plastic, but they kind of seemed like plastic beads in them. Orbits. Yeah, is that what that is? Do they make them? That's actually, I think, what got us talking about this. Because we, we were talking about Fruitopia. Can you still get Fruitopia? And then somebody said Orbits, and then we started talking about bubble tea. Which Oh, yeah, I guess that's like an... Orbits kinda. was the original bubble tea, I think. I forgot about that. Orbits. I, was, I, I loved Orbits. Those were, that like reminds me of childhood right there. So Orbits with a Z or a Z, depending on where you're listening. That's right. I can't believe somebody actually missed Orbits. It's like drinking pulpy orange juice. Nobody, nobody enjoys pulpy orange juice. Who enjoys getting little rocks in your mouth when you were drinking a, what was it, a soft drink? I, I don't even know what it was. It was some kind of, maybe it was a soft drink. Yeah, with the little floaties in it. Yeah. I've come to learn that I don't like floaties in my drink, which is why I've never had bubble tea. And someone pointed out that bubble tea is just the modern day edition of Orbitz. Yeah, it really is. Candace says, I want HMV back. Why? Because you got nowhere to buy a Game of Thrones mug? <laughs> it's, and you know what? That's, that's not a swipe at HMV because I loved HMV because I loved buying music. I loved buying records. I loved buying CDs. And then it got into DVDs, and then before you know it, it was all Game of Thrones mugs. Oh, look, a Friends dartboard. Like, it just became a bunch of stuff. It became like, do you remember, what was it called, Spencer's Gifts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what HMV started to feel like. It did. In and the end. For a while, it was convenient when you're like, I need season three of The Office, and I need it now. And you could go there, and they would have it. Yeah. And now there's uh, other places you can go and get that delivered right to your house. Hey, Garner and Bryce, the product I want back is Blockbuster Video. Jason. I, yeah. There are still, there's at least one video rental store where we are that I can't remember the name of it. There, there's one. It's over by, it's in Garneau, right? Oh, right. Yeah. I think, yeah, there's one in that area. Yeah. And I was driving through Spruce Grove or Stony Plain, one of the towns just outside of Edmonton, and they have an unironic video store. Yeah. And I almost crashed my car. Because it was like, that was the last, that's when commitment ended was with the last video store. That's when you would commit to something. You'd rent that movie with very little information about it. You would take it home and you would watch it. No matter how bad it was, you would finish that movie because that's all you had for that Friday night. That was it. I would like to put together some charts and see the decline in society versus the closure of video stores. Oh, yeah. It would go hand in hand. Yeah. Because back then, you rented a movie, you had it for three days, and you had to return it at the end of those three days. It was a little thing called responsibility and time mm -hmm. management. Yeah. And also, who who doesn't remember when you'd go to return your video, whether it was a VHS or a DVD, and you'd just slam it as hard as you could through that little slot 
And if they didn't have, a, maybe some stores only had like a couch cushion on the floor for the videos to drop onto, but you'd see if you could shoot that video right to the back of the store. Yes. Do you remember that? I do remember that. Yeah. Or the sweet satisfaction of going there for, for one movie. Oh. It was sold out. Then you go to the front desk and say, do you have a copy of Titanic? And, and they'd she, be like. And she'd be like, hang on, let me check the return box. <laughs> and then it would be there and you'd yeah. get it. Oh, that was sweet. Okay. I could get romantic for Blockbuster's return. I honestly think that I would rent a movie from Blockbuster. I would. I would get the little membership card. Yeah. I just watched that documentary not long ago, too. Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, bring back frosted apple Pop-Tarts. Hmm? Okay. Apple. Apple's the worst flavor of anything. Apples as a fruit are probably the top tier fruit. And I think you and I both agree with that. We love our apples. But yeah, you're right. Apple flavored anything doesn't really work. No, I don't want apple Pop-Tarts. I don't want apple energy drink. I don't want apple anything. What about an apple cider, Bryce? Even that. Ooh. I'm not a cider man. Hey, guys, bring back Payless shoe stores. Are those gone? Are they? Maybe they're gone. I have no idea. Uh, Dunkaroos. A lot of people said Dunkaroos. Why? You're a grown up now. You don't need Dunkaroos. You can get some crackers, you can get some cookies, and you can get some icing. You can do that yourself. (laughs) You could. Dunkaroos was always uh, interesting. It was like an experiment to see how people would handle their Dunkaroos. Me, I would just do a little dip for each cookie, and then the last cookie... You'd Ooh, load that thing I'd have up. the monster scoop. Like, that was basically... That was like the same... If... If... A death row inmate was heading to the chair. That would be his Dunkaroo. Yeah. Like that's how he would load his Dunkaroo. That was the final meal. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That was the green mile Dunkaroo. Um, you and I both have something in common on this next one. I don't know that either one of us had a good experience with it, but somebody said, oh, this is from Lana. I would vote to bring back the Honda Prelude. That oh. was a cool <laughs> car. Mine was a piece of junk. That was my first car. Yeah. Well, that was my first decent car like mine was older what was what year was yours my i had a 1985 prelude i had a 79 wow yeah did yours have the cool flip up headlights no if you google 1979 honda prelude green mine mine looked like it was a promotional car for sprite or seven up but there was and i didn't even have a sunroof and this was back i had this thing in the mid 80s probably and I was saving my money so I could get a sunroof put in it. They were going to cut and put a sunroof in it. And then I was playing baseball one night and I got hit in the face with a baseball, broke my glasses, and I had to use my sunroof money (laughs) to buy new glasses. I couldn't imagine the cost adding a sunroof. It was like 250 bucks or something. Is that it? Yeah, that was in the mid 80s. Okay. Yeah. Wow. uh, That's pretty I good. I still remember the guy who threw that ball and broke my glasses too. He owes me a sunroof and I won't call him out by name because there is a slight chance he listens to this podcast. My prelude. Yeah. It was an 85. It looked like the mid eighties. Oh yeah. It was hard edges everywhere. Yeah. And it had, I remember your, the, like, I didn't know you then obviously, but I remember the flip up headlights and then occasionally only one of them would flip. Yeah. And, yeah. Or in the winter, they would freeze and you couldn't open them and you're on a highway and you're like, well, this is the end of me. <laughs> <laughs> Speeding down the highway at night, no headlights. When I got rid of that car, I took it to some place. They gave me like a $2,000 credit just to get that thing off the road. Wow. Because it was no longer, the emissions were so bad on it. They paid me to get to crush it into a cube. Hey, 
this one, I don't know if I agree with it. It just says, bring back whistle dogs from A&W. Okay, this is a safe place. Because how hard... Is there such thing as a good hot dog? Like, <laughs> all hot dogs are equal. I love hot dogs, but I never eat a hot dog and go, well, that was spectacular. I never had a whistle dog. No, neither did I. Well, because AW, they make a good, fine hamburger. Maybe one of the best fast food burgers. And for me, hamburger is always better than hot dog. So I would never, I never felt the need to get a hot dog when a hamburger was an option. But if I blindfolded you and I handed you a whistle dog, um, I don't know, a hot dog from New York Fry or Orange Julius and one other dog, would you be able to tell the difference? Likely not. No, it's all lips and, you know, <laughs> eyelids. I was going to say something else, but we'll go with lips and eyelids because somehow that's not as disgusting. Uh, okay, one more here. Hi. Products you wish you could bring back. Yeah, yeah. If you could bring back, if you could make something a reality again, what would it be? Original recipe Macintosh toffee. Not this soft garbage they have now, but the good stuff that, like, would shatter. Yeah, the stuff that would tear your teeth out by the roots. Absolutely, but it was just, it was so much better. Like, every ounce of pain was worth it. Uh, I was not allowed to have that as a kid. I, and I'm not even kidding. My parents would never allow me to buy that because for fear that it would pull my teeth out. Well, you see, I was lucky because I was, you know, I was one of the the paper route kids, so I would always be out by myself with money and I'd just buy candy regardless of what my parents thought. You just ate it with reckless abandon then all the time? Absolutely. Yeah. I, it's been, like, you can still buy it? You can buy it, but now it's like they, they, they've changed the recipe and now it's like this soft stuff, like it's, I don't know. That's something we need to talk about on the show today, the stuff that you weren't allowed to do as a kid. Like, I wasn't allowed to buy that Macintosh toffee. And I also was never allowed to go see Jaws. To this day, I've never seen Jaws. Really? Because for, for me, my parents' thing was, uh, like, my mother hated all of, the, all of the cartoons. Like, I wasn't allowed to watch He-Man. I wasn't allowed to have, you know, He-Man toys or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. or Really? You know, yeah, yeah. It was, all, it was all of the devil. She was, she was kind of a super churchy. <laughs> super churchy? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. They're like, there's church people, and then there's the super churches. I kind of take everything to, you know, volume 11. Well, let's use this as an opportunity to segue to the things you weren't allowed to do when you were a kid. We only got two chairs, but maybe if you ask nice, you can sit on Bryce's lap. It's the Lawn Chair Profits. I kid you not, Bryce, to this very day, I have never seen Jaws. Never. I don't know if I've seen it all in one sitting. I've seen... Bits and pieces of it here or there. Yeah. But I don't know if I've seen the full thing either. But that's just by choice. Like, I don't think there was a rule against it once upon a time. I wonder if it's good. I've heard good things. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, The one thing that we did find surprising about this when we were talking about this on the radio show that we host on Sonic 1029, Alternative Edmonton at Sonic1029.com is the number of people... How did The Simpsons become the ratings juggernaut it became if no one was allowed to watch it? I was one of those people. Yeah. I My mom didn't want me watching Simpsons or Beavis and Butthead. Those were two of the big ones. And maybe South Park snuck in there at the beginning. Yeah. But I think what it was for The Simpsons is that so many people were told not to watch it that it became the forbidden fruit. Ooh, and that's why it became... 
The siren the song became louder and louder, and I had to see it. Oh, Why okay. can't I see it? What are they hiding from me? See, I was always a grown adult man with grown adult man responsibilities and obligations, like ever since The Simpsons came along. So I was always able to call my own shots. <laughs> so it was never forbidden fruit for me. But it was just, it was so weird the number of people who texted and said they weren't allowed to watch that. This one, I wasn't allowed to watch You Can't Do That on Television or The Simpsons, but I was allowed to go to parties and drink. I'm in AA now, Stacy. This is where we go, hi, Stacy. (laughs) (laughs) So you can drink and go to a party, but no Simpsons. Yeah, interesting choice. Uh, Vanessa, I wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons because my mom said Bart Simpson was disrespectful to his parents. That's true. He does call his dad Homer. doesn't call him dad. Oh, this! I'm going to read you this text message. When this one came in the other day on the radio show, people got right riled up. Just says, good morning, guys. I never understood the hype of The Simpsons. Both my dad and I found the disrespect of Bart to his parents and the glorification (laughs) of underachieving distasteful. Wow. (laughs) The distasteful really brings it home. I can just imagine, Father, I find this distasteful. Let's go do a puzzle. Oh, man. Uh, It's a cartoon. It's a cartoon. And, And no one liked Bart. Like, I mean, obviously he was the star of the show, but, well, I guess maybe demographically you probably like Bart because you're a lot younger than me. I always lean towards, like, I liked Homer. I just liked his whatever attitude. He was a scamp back then, Bart. Yeah. Um, he's evolved into a much richer character now. That's funny, though. I like the distasteful Dis- part of that. The glorification of underachieving <laughs> distasteful. Like, that was not the only show that glorified underachieving. No. Uh, I wasn't allowed to watch sports or wear camo. Wearing camo was appropriating war to my mother. I used to rebel by going to hockey games, and now I work for the military. Ooh, wow. She showed her. Yeah, take that, Mom, two times. And she disapproves of it all. Uh, I didn't have a sleepover at a friend's house until I was 19. (laughs) I wasn't allowed to do that as a kid. You know, the devil. 19 as your first sleepover. That must be weird. That's not even a sleepover. At that point, you're sleeping at somebody's house because you're too hammered to go home. Yeah, you're crashing on a couch. Yes, it's that's not a sleepover. That's a crash. Because <laughs> everyone else has 10 plus years of sleepover experience by that point. Yeah. You don't know what to do. In the height of the late 80s, my mother forbid me from using hairspray or wearing makeup. So I would go to junior high and my friend Jan Barry, hey, Jan Barry. Uh, would do my hair with her mini brawn curling iron in the bathroom at break. Hashtag real life Stephanie from Degrassi. That's from Christy. See, that one's good on paper. Your friend gets you all gussied up for the start of school. But what about when you go home? Do you then have to like mess up your hair? Otherwise your parents would know. Oh, you got to mess it up. You got to strip that makeup away. Yeah. You got to burn calories at the start and end of the day. That's commitment. You got to do some crying on the way home. So your eyes are puffy. Yeah. And not look like you actually did something with them that day. Uh, This one says, maybe this is a coming of age girl thing, but I remember wanting so badly to be allowed to shave my legs for so long. But my mom said I didn't need to. And I wasn't allowed to get a razor and a razor until I was in ninth grade. Yeah. Every time that person would walk into a room in shorts, it would sound like somebody entered wearing like stiff new corduroy pants. Oof. 
Couldn't shave your legs until grade nine. Yeah. That would mean grade eight was probably, grade eight gym class would have been a hard time. Oh, yeah. If it's one thing I know about grade eight boys, it's that they would not let that go. You don't think? I don't think they would let that go. (laughs) You're listening to the Lawn Chair Profits with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. It's like radio, but on the internet. Well, it's in the air. There's It's fall. Uh, kids are back in school again. We started talking about the secret lives of teachers. Turns out they're not just teachers 24-7. They do other things and have other interests. That shocks me. Who knew? I thought, I thought all teachers just sat at home and did report cards and lesson planned and polished all those free apples they get from the kids every day. Yeah, after school ends and the kids leave, they just spend several hours gussing up the desks, mm-hmm. hiding in the classroom, yeah, and just waiting for the next day to begin. Uh, this one, whew. Once in junior high, I could see my male teacher's nipple ring through his shirt. Didn't know teachers had lives outside school before that day. See, that's what it goes right there. I wouldn't have thought that that teacher would have time to go get a nipple ring because of, you know, report cards. It would be very... I can only imagine the chatter in the halls when that nipple ring was first noticed. And that became the hot gossip for the year. Uh, Good morning. Back in England in the mid-80s, one of my high school teachers was on the front page of a national newspaper for allegedly having orgies in the house she rented from one of the school governors. Ooh, that's juicy. They named her... Miss Whiplash. Ooh, that's spicy. Oh, I'll bet you she had a whip in the picture or something. Whiplash. Oh, man. Mm. That's the kind of juice I would have craved at my high school. Yeah. Uh, I'm old enough to, because I'm 100 years old, I had teachers who smoked in the classroom, like while class was in session. My grade nine French teacher, she would sit on the front of her desk, drink coffee and smoke, and she was the meanest person I've ever encountered. <laughs> I won't even say her name. you imagine if a teacher lit up a cigarette now? Oh. The trial that would happen? Oh, my God. It'd be international news? The school would be closed for the rest of the year. They'd cancel the school. The mm-hmm. principal would be fired. Oh, yeah. The kids would all have to go through some kind of trauma stuff. Oh, this one. My high school drama teacher always talked about his latest novel or how he spent the weekend working on his novel. It wasn't until I was in my early 20s and another one of our friends messaged me and said she ran into him in a bar and they had a long talk. His novels were erotica. He's self-published at least a dozen. Whoa. <laughs> so disappointing you didn't know that in high school. Oh, imagine reading no, your you don't teacher's want to know erotica. That about your teacher. And it's fine. I mean, a lot of people are into erotica. A lot of people write it, but that's a line you don't want to cross. You do not want your kids in your classroom to know you write erotica. That is your parents and your teachers are the last people you want writing the erotica that you read. <laughs> Can you imagine you have your mom over for dinner, Bryce? And she's like, so Bryce, I hear you're writing now. <laughs> what? And she discovered that you write erotica. Not only did she discover that you write erotica, Bryce, she's read all 18 books you wrote. And has notes. Oh. <laughs> I have thoughts. Do you remember uh, Sue Johansson? Oh, yes. From the TV show Sex with Sue? That was something. I was just her sitting there 
talking very she take, bluntly. She would take phone calls yeah. from people about sex and she answered them like she was talking to you about what kind of oil you should be running in your car. <laughs> like she was just very matter of fact. I think she's very good at her job because she was so blunt about it. And she just seemed like this charming older lady. She looked like a grandma. She did. Um, this is from Stu and Yellowknife. He said, do you remember Sue Johansson from the TV show Sex with Sue? The Northwest Territories brought her in to teach sex ed one year. This was grade eight for me. She showed us things we could not unsee. She liked to use kind of a scared straight approach. She sure didn't sugarcoat potential STDs. We walked out of there different kids. Yeah, that'll set you straight. Yeah. Having a woman that looks like your grandmother tell, talk to you about STDs for an hour, Oof. that'll change your life. Oh, here's what we got to find this. Uh, my high school phys- physics teacher was on Wipeout Canada. His whole spot is on YouTube and his gimmick was using physics to his advantage he did not make it through the first round. That's so what does awesome. that tell you? Physics is a lie. Science is a lie. Science is a lie. <laughs> it's not real. <laughs> I had, I grew up in Calgary. Yep. And there's a substitute teacher. He was in my junior high all the time. He's a member of the Hart family. The wrestling Hart family? The wrestling, like Brett the Hitman Hart. His brother is a substitute teacher and would be in. And he, his shtick is that he wears cowboy boots all the time. Wow. And so everyone was like, oh my God, Mr. Hart. Yes. He wore his cowboy boots. Even my mom texted me and said that he subbed at her school and had the cowboy boots. Did Brett the Hitman Hart ever come to your school? No, I never no. saw him. I never saw Brett or Owen. I had that Owen guy. Owen died, right? Owen's the one who passed away. Yeah. And then one of the nephews I went to school with as well. Should we do one more? Yes, please. I like this. Let's finish with a real bang. Oh, that wasn't a pun. I hate puns. This was about 10 or 12 years ago, but my old gym teacher was on the news because he tackled a guy that was robbing a pharmacy with a shotgun. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. I have fantasies of that. When you're standing like in a mall and there's a security's chasing a guy and then I stick out my leg and trip him. Or you're in a sporting goods store and the guy in front of you in line is robbing the cashier you're just standing next to a bin full of Louisville sluggers. <laughs> next thing you know, crang. Although that was the sound of an aluminum bat. We all know a Louisville slugger is wood. Gotta go wood. Oh, yeah. Gotta go wood. That's the fantasy. And that guy's gym teacher lived it. Ooh. Oh, that's good. And a tackle to boot. Thanks for listening to the Lawn Chair Profits with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Theme by Garner Andrews. Guests of the Lawn Chair Profits drink tap water. Mmm, tasty.